0: here we go yes sir you want me to turn those lights off inside i'm good you sure yeah all right man i love it john can i call you john oh yeah okay jonathan (laughs) how are you man i'm doing good yeah eight days fresh into nashville
1: I think we're at like 10 or 12. Now. 10 or 12, I don't really know, right. but yeah.
0: When we met, you were eight days fresh. Yep. That's a song. When we met, you were eight days fresh, and I was just a hungry dog. It's about a dog eating its uh, litter, oh which my they gosh. do, which yeah. they do, you know?
1: Yeah. That I didn't know where the song was going, but I sure didn't
0: expect it to go there. Well, songs make you feel certain emotions, you know? And they do. You just never... That is you,
1: abject terror that I'm feeling. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, John Hibbard from New Mexico. Yes. Here's the big question. I got two big questions, actually three, throughout this whole thing. Number right. one, it's not necessarily a question; it's a it's a uh, request. Please tell me about your journey, your musical journey, and if it involves life, any parts of life where you're like this infected, not infected, this impacted me in a special way. I want to know that Okay So you're like This happened in my life And this is how it affects My musical journey And Let's And I'll ask you questions Along the way Sweet So welcome to Living the dream And here we go
1: So When I was seven My mom We were all homeschooled I have nine siblings there are ten of us. So my mom homeschooled
0: all of us. So How many brother sister?
1: There were five boys in a row, then four girls in a row, and then one little boy at the end. No, uh Yeah, and the little boy at the end is by far the
0: coolest. So. <laughs> well, he's got all you guys. Yeah. So where are you at in the mix? I
1: am number two in the lineup.
0: So you got a lot of younger siblings. I do,
1: yes. I was the original middle child, though.
0: <laughs> I guess that's true, yeah.
1: <laughs> yes, I was the first of the middle children, so... Yeah. Um, so my mom homeschooled us and she got me a guitar, just like one of those little, you know, student size, not me a guitar, got us a guitar. Like the first act one. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mark two, first act, something like that. I've been there. And my mom learned three chords to teach me three chords. And then she's like, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: I heard the song that says, that's all you need. Yeah. And the truth. I've you heard, need those yes. three songs, these three <laughs> and the truth.
1: And, and good luck is what <laughs> I got. So, um, and that's kind of how I started. Then I learned those three chords and threw it in the closet until I was 14. And then uh, got a guitar from my aunt. It was an old Harmony Monterey. It's like an old Sears and Roebuck type guitar. Mm-hmm. Arch top, red and black. It's real pretty. It played awful. It Like there was like a quarter inch between the strings and the frets. So what? if you learned to bar chord on that, you can bar chord anything. <laughs> And that's probably why I hated bar chords so much. But So I played that, uh, me and my brothers, two of them, three of them, started a band with my buddy Cotton, and we called ourselves the Pinon Nuts, because we were from a town called Pinon, and everybody just assumes we grow all the Pinon Nuts there, which we do not, but <laughs> that's, that's what it was. It was We were the Pinon Nuts, and we D- gigged quite a bit for a pretty mediocre cover band <laughs> who did... Brooks and Dunn and Dwight Yoakam covers and stuff.
0: Did you guys? Is your town actually known for nuts or? No, our no, town's okay. not known. It's. The, well, they are now. They, they are, are now. They're, they're, they're on like, a they're podcast, just, but they're they're just banned, and uh, you know they. I, I don't know anything about them, but I know their town grows nuts. Okay. Yes. <laughs>
1: it, yeah, that's how it is now. <laughs> um. So we were we did a lot of you know Dwight Yoakam Brooks and Dunn covers and then. Uh I guess even after I graduated high school and was in college we gigged a lot in the summers and uh then by the time Jacob he was one of my brothers and our bass player uh he went to the air force and we realized that's probably the end of that hmm. and Cotton had moved pretty far away too so we did one last show and every now and then we all run into each other and play again but
0: where'd uh where'd your uh, you said cotton moved, right? Cotton moved. And where'd your brother get stationed?
1: Well, he was first went to uh, Keesler in Mississippi for ATI training and yep. stuff, and then he was stationed in Clovis, New Mexico, which is like four and a half hours from the house. Close enough. So yeah. it was pretty close still, yeah. but it was just too many moving parts to ever get everybody together. And I moved to yeah. Lubbock about that time too. So. And. Uh,
0: so you grow up, now. Was there any, like, musical uh, bone, you know, in the family? Did you have anybody to, like, bounce off of, or was it just kind of trial?
1: A lot of it was trial because there wasn't a lot of instrumental, you know, bone in the family, as as we're saying. Uh, My dad sings really well. Mm. Um, He doesn't do it much anymore, but, like, he used to lead singing at church when I was a kid, and he sings really well. And his mom played piano really well. I guess that was before my time, but he always talks about his mom playing piano and singing harmonies.
0: Mm. Um, is that where you got your harmony special from? I, I
1: guess so. I yeah, guess. I don't know. <laughs> Listen to a lot of bluegrass as a kid, and it's pretty harmony heavy, so that helps you figure stuff. That out. That is so true, man. Yeah,
0: that's so true. It's good that you're smart enough to like pick up on that because, I mean, my ears not trained for it. So when I heard you do it before, I was like, "God damn, this is awesome!" <laughs> yeah. So you grow up. Um, when do you start? When do you say you started, like picking on the guitar? Or you know, trying? I started,
1: you know, trying a little bit when I was fourteen. Yeah. And uh, then uh, at like fifteen, we put together our little band called the Pinyon Nuts. There was originally like six of us, and all of us played guitar. It wasn't a good band, but uh, <laughs> that's not a good lineup. Six
0: guitar players. Yes. Oh,
1: and one guy on bass. But uh, that, that lasted like a month. And then it kind of whittled down to its old lineup, you know. And that was at like 15, I got my first gig doing that. And I had grown up playing and singing at church and stuff too. So,
0: so you were kind of used to like crowds. Yeah, and I'm yeah. pretty
1: outgoing, not really afraid to be up in front of people. So it was never, like... Sometimes it's still stage fright is still a problem, but even when I was younger, I was like, nope, that's cool with me. I'll go up there in front of everybody. So. Yeah. It's not...
0: Yeah. It's probably different, you know. As as I go on, I, like... when As soon as I moved down to Nashville, you know, we played so many shows, and I'm sure you have too. But, like, I... He, it's this stigma of, like, persona that Nashville has. And, like, when I played my first writer's round, I knew the song. I played them countless times. And yet when I did my first writer's rounds, I was like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Like, I'm shaking. <laughs> and I had no reason to be. But it was, it's funny how it sometimes it comes back.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, when because my first show in Nashville was with you the other <laughs> night. I forgot the words to Folsom Prison Blues, which is, like, the fourth song I learned on guitar. <laughs> I just straight nope, they're gone. Yep. I don't remember them.
0: <laughs> it's crazy how it works like that, man. Yeah. When uh so you guys played like as kind of like a family band and then you kind of stopped, right? Is that well, no, you went yeah, to Yeah, it was
1: pretty it became pretty intermittent like we okay. weren't gigging regu- every now and then we'd be like can y'all come play a family reunion or can you go <laughs> Yeah. Uh, you know, you know, there's a high school dance or something going on and we'd get those every now and then, but it got pretty sporadic towards the end just because we were all so far apart. Yeah. We could never get anybody, the stars to align and get everybody home. So,
0: and then where, how, how'd you keep your momentum musically after that?
1: I didn't real well. Um, I, cause I had like a, we talked some earlier, but then I graduated high school or homeschool, however you want to say it. And, Went to college for welding because I was rightly convinced by several people. Maybe you should get a real job just in case, and that's. I'm glad I did that. I learned a lot. I got an associate's degree in welding. I worked as a certified structural welder for about five years and taught some on the side too you, at the college. You
0: got a life skill right there, yeah. which a lot of people don't necessarily have, whether they go to school for it or not. Like they just—that's a life skill that will can take you places but just gives you life experience as well yeah which is huge
1: yeah it was yeah a lot of learning was done in those five years building stuff and learning how to get along with coworkers that you weren't directly related to (laughs) so and then uh after about five years of that I did kind of a career switch was looking for something with more benefits because I was looking at a serious relationship and I'm like I should have health insurance that should be that should be a big thing adult shit yeah I should be doing (laughs) that kind of stuff and then uh, that didn't pan out which resulted in a lot of great songwriting material and I decided I have no kids I have no wife my house has tires I'm gonna go do the thing finally and it was very much a god thing it all just like dominoes like I just like I'll stop on the way through town going to my grandpa's funeral I'm like let me just
0: stop at the school let me
1: just stop yeah i was it, like i stopped at the school first because i was like i'll at least just take a tour and see if it's still something that interests me and first two people i called didn't answer the phone and then because one of them i met coming out the building and she was like oh yeah i'll give you a tour and she gave me a tour of everything and i was like oh this this place is pretty cool and like i even got my transcripts sent over on the phone which they're not supposed to do that. Sorry, whoever I just outed in Roswell. <laughs> um, hope you don't listen to this. So, And uh, and then as I went down the road, I just Googled RV parks because I lived in a camper. And first one that popped up, I drove in there. That guy was super nice. And he said, you know, that'll be your spot right over there. And I said, well, I'm not moving until January. He said, that'll be your spot. And it, it was. That's awesome. For the year and a half I lived there in the camper. And then as I'm still going through town, I lined up an interview with Pizza Hut on the phone on my way from Leveland to Lubbock. Got there, did my interview, and he's like, well, we'll hire you. I'm like, well, I'm not moving until January. And he's like, well, you'll have a job when you get here. And it just, I mean, it was just very obvious that's where I was supposed to be next. So yeah. That was, that was good.
0: You know, you're, uh, oh, we talked about this at our show actually. is it's very, it's what Chris Stapleton says, or anybody that says, like, you know, you walk through the doors that seem to be open for you. Yeah. And that, it, that like you said, that's a big sign. You can't yeah, turn that Yeah. That down. was, yeah.
1: Yeah. It's like, what am I going to go back and dig ditches <laughs> in Artesia some more? Yeah. No, I'm, I'm <laughs> not doing that.
0: It's like, uh Nah, it's not obvious enough for me. Nah, I don't, think I don't know. Right. I'm
1: a little on the fence about <laughs> know, it. Dude.
0: That's That's incredible. So you go to, uh, I can't remember the name of the school again. South Plains College in Leveland, Texas. And how long, like what was your journey there? Um,
1: I started off pretty, I started in January of 2020. And just as I'm really getting the ball rolling, I even found a band that, you know, I got to play with. And then the world shut down after about two and a half months there. So that was a very lonely summer of 2020 in the camper for me.
0: Oh. That was. How'd they take it, like, where you were? Did they take things pretty seriously, or?
1: Mm, they started, the school did. The school, like, when everything else, you know, when they were like, hey, first you get a two-week spring break, and now you get eternal spring break, but (laughs) you still have to do classes from home. Um, That was a little rough. For me, because I didn't even have internet at my house, at my camper. I would drive to school, and I had a little van, and I'd put my laptop on the dashboard, and I would zoom into all the classrooms and stuff like that till I did my first guitar lesson like that. And I emailed the dean of students, and I said, I will have my own classroom that I'm allowed to use by tomorrow, or I want a full refund because I'm not taking guitar lessons in my van. Dude. And they yes. gave it to me. They were yeah. very accommodating,
0: so it was great. Dude, that's excellent.
1: And then I played in the bluegrass ensemble every semester I was there on guitar or bass or banjo, whatever was really needed most. Yeah. I played in, we called it Thursday Night Live. It was kind of a variety band, country rock, blues, pop. I played in the top rock ensemble. I did an acapella ensemble one semester. It was a lot of fun. I learned a lot there, and... Really, the networking helped more than anything because you just get so plugged into the Lubbock music scene from doing that because all your instructors play in Lubbock, so they'll pitch a gig to you if they don't want it or if they got a miss. And then just meeting other students there, you know, that's how the band I was with, Clay Gibson, that's pretty much how he put his band together is it's all SPC folks. Mm. So, And then when I was getting ready to move out here... Brent even told me, like, hey, here's a bunch of numbers of SPC alumni out there. Give them a call, and they'll show you around and stuff. So it's been super helpful while I was there, and since I've left, it's still been really helpful.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. I love a good story. I love a good college story, like university story on where it actually – it didn't feel like you got ripped off. No, I definitely –
1: I feel like I got my money's worth, you know. And I also think going to music school at, I went back to school at 25, which that was a bit of a shocker when you're going with people 17, 18 <laughs> years old. Yeah. It made me feel really old, but it was good. I I highly recommend it.
0: That's awesome. I'm really glad to hear our uh, Matt uh, guitarist I use from back home, but he's moved down here as well he went to uh, your college and i mean their music program is is well documented on their the program and i don't know what all happened but basically like they screwed him over so good it was just one of those things where like they told him that he was about to graduate right and they told him hey to graduate you need this well it was during the covid time and they're like we don't offer this and he's like I need to do something like I don't want to come back another semester I paid you guys for this class and now you don't offer it so like I'm, I don't want to wait a whole year so that you you can say graduate then like apparently the dean's like we'll do this so he does that and then somebody lower than the dean is like we won't accept that and it's like the, de- the dean told me to do this <laughs> okay and the dean's like well she's the boss and he's like what is going on here okay what I mean, are you the
1: dean of yeah like,
0: what are you doing okay but everybody was it was almost like everybody was trying to be accommodating but at the end they were just like we can't make it work it's like why not like you are in charge and he just got so frustrated going back and forth and they're like several times i signed a um because we're a bit like you know gertrude's music is a business so, like, legit LLC and everything, like it should be. And he's like, can I just say I did an internship with you? I'm like, yeah, absolutely, man. So I wrote up everything for an internship because <laughs> they were like, if you can do an internship, uh, prove you did it. And I'm like, cool, I'll send in pictures, documents, like, pay stubs, whatever. And then they're like, ah, it doesn't work because you play in the band. He's like, that doesn't. That's ex- ma- <laughs> so he was just so. he's just stressing
1: me, and I'm I not know. even a little
0: bit involved. I'm. <laughs> It was so funny. It was, it. We had people just go like they were asked, Matt. They're like, "Why aren't you graduated yet?" And he's like,
1: "I don't want to talk about." Exactly. It. He's
0: like, "I I can't, I, but I want to." And it's yeah. So I'm glad to hear certain like there are programs that like were yeah. I just, I sure got a
1: lot out of South Plains College. So. Yeah. And then while I was there, I started as a guitar major. And I did some quick maths and saw like forty guitar majors and two bass majors. Ah, and yeah. <laughs> the only two people gigging all the time were the bass majors. It's like I bet I bet I could take some bass lessons. And I had dabbled on it before. And during COVID, the only teacher that would come back to school and started offering in person lessons again over the summer was the bass teacher, a really cool guy named John Reed. And so I signed up for bass lessons with him and never got called for a guitar gig again. It was only bass gigs after that. But I still want to be a guitar player, so I finished Barrier 1 exam, and I opened Barrier 2 and saw all those jazz chords and went, nope, I'm a bass major now. (laughs) So,
0: Yeah, that's some of the stuff that it, those types of musicians that look at that and they go, yeah, I like this and understand it. Yeah, I can do that. God bless you, all right? <laughs> I don't know how your brain works. Yeah. I don't think Mm-mm. I want to right now, but man, it's a, and yeah, bass is a hot commodity, man. A yeah. good bass player. Um, I don't know if we talked about this before, but uh, bass players seem to come in like two different varieties. Okay. You've got your accountants and you got your probably killed somebody's. All right. <laughs> <laughs> like you got the guys that are on stage just like cruising. OK, might have glasses, might have like a, a polo or like a button up. And like they're wearing they're they're not wearing performance shoes. They're wearing new balances. OK, like they're there.
1: I'm that guy. Yeah. I wear a lot of Hawaiian shirts. <laughs> yes.
0: Yes. <laughs> or or it's like, you know, the real punk rock guys who are just all over the stage, like raising hell. Like so you usually get those two. And so far, I haven't been wrong. But I, it's, Yeah, that really.
1: That clears up pretty much every bass player I've ever met.
0: That's what I'm saying, man. Guitar players, you have a lot of in between, but it's like bass yeah. players. It's like they either like to choose and groove, chill and groove, or like they're running a mess. Right, I, they're
1: w- doing their own mosh pit on the I th- stage.
0: I think punk rock, uh, like the '90s punk like rock scene. Well, yeah, like like Offspring or Green Day or Blink One Eighty Two. I know, you, like now they call them something different, but like. I think they made playing ba- bass sexy.
1: The some of the coolest bass lines I've ever heard have come out of punk rock and stuff. Like this band called the Interrupters. They like punk ska, but I'm like, that bass player is doing more than every other band member there. He is just going ape on that thing, and it is so much fun to listen to, dude. Right? But yeah, that's it. Really sold it for me when yeah. I hear people like making it cool. You're talking about there's only two kinds of bass players. One of my favorite things about most bass players, guitar players will have lead guitar players. They'll have like some ego with each other. Like if another lead guitar player walks in the room, it's like, <laughs> wah, wah. and I've never seen that happen with two bass players. It's just like <laughs> the most chill, and that's what I that's what I like about bass players. So. That's
0: so funny, man. Yeah, it's true. You do see that. I mean I think You see it with uh, Musicians in general They don't They're almost They're they're looking at everybody As competition Yeah When like Man if you Fucking knew How If you just got out of your own way And didn't think of other people As competitions You'd be way more successful
1: They are all potential
0: partners More than Dude Exactly right that's a great way to look at it.
1: And then some of them show pretty quick, like, that's probably not someone I want to partner with. But but if you go into a room thinking everyone here is a potential, you know, yes. employer of me as a bass player or a sideman, <clears throat> then this is, then I just have a better time doing that, yeah. too.
0: You get a lot, I don't know about where you're from, but there's a lot of that animosity. Un, unspoken and unwarranted animosity between bands and musicians, I never understood it. I don't get it. Like, but I I came I came in the game late. I did not start and playing music like playing out till I was like twenty six. Yeah. All right, maybe twenty five, somewhere around there. And so like, I had nothing but love for everybody. And there are some people that I've I've a loud voice and I sing I sing hard. Like, yeah. so people would it's a small town people would know they the word got around that there's somebody else singing songs and it's louder i don't know why it made people want to come near but anyway i was getting i was getting shows and i was like i could fucking make some money on these things so i would do more and then eventually through the grapevine i'm hearing shit talked about me with people i haven't met and i'm like they don't even know me like and i probably would love them but you know in a small town like that it seems like uh they get small-minded and they're like they they forget the world is so big and they have the ego the town the size of that town yeah and and when you move down here you know you see that
1: yeah you better you better leave your yeah. your ego at the city limit sign cuz it is
0: everybody's fucking good
1: everybody yeah <laughs> and that was there was some of that back in Lubbock too there was a couple but not most most of the bands in Lubbock We're all super chill, super friendly. Yeah. Especially people that had been there doing it for forever. You know, there was, you know, Lubbock legends that I call them. Like, Mark Walney was one. Joy Harris, Spivey, all those guys. They've been full-time playing in Lubbock. Like, that's their only job for years. Which, not an easy town to do that in. You know, it's a third of the size of Nashville, if that. Mm -hmm. And they're doing it full-time. Like, and they are the nicest people. And you'll get a new band, you know... I'm going to really struggle to not say people's names here. <laughs> um, but you'll get a new band that is just all attitude, and immediately, like, no one wants to work with them. And it's...
0: And then they probably are like, man, everybody sucks. And yes, like, you're and I'm the, like, sir... You're the common denominator.
1: If Yeah. There's, you know, it's what everybody says with Taylor Swift songs. If you wrote that many breakup songs, maybe you're the problem, Taylor. <laughs> I don't care. I love Taylor Swift anyway. But it's the same principle, like... <laughs> Maybe oh, yeah. maybe it's you.
0: <laughs> but That's funny. Yeah. So, what was your decision to come down here? Like, I know you had a girlfriend. When did you decide to come and make the move? And how did that discussion go with your girlfriend?
1: Well, that part was pretty easy because she was already coming here. Like, that was her plan before I was planning on coming here. Shit, dog. Yeah. I was going to... I was pretty happy just hanging out in Lubbock and playing shows with Clay and the guys. Yeah. Like I said, Clay Gibson Band, new single's coming soon. Y'all are going to love it. It's amazing. Is it good? Oh, it's so good. Oh. Clay wrote a banger, and we did some work on that thing in the studio. So it's going to be good. And uh, I loved playing with those guys. They were like family. But it was, it was almost more of a I have to go see – what it's about over there or else it was just like I always wanted to go to SPC but I never did and so it was always in the back of my mind nagging me I have to go check that out and see if it's something worth doing yeah and Nashville was kind of the same way for me I was like if I don't ever go then I'm just gonna always be you know never satisfied with what I have here in Lubbock because I'm gonna be thinking well Nashville's probably the spot and it's probably way better over there and yep i wouldn't say better it's different you know there was a lot of things i liked about the lubbock music scene that we don't have here but i there's a lot of things here i really like too.
0: explain that what what's missing in nashville versus you know that lubbock well it was
1: just uh just a smaller town and it felt you know everyone in town knew who you were
0: yeah there was you you probably knew the guy who to talk to you like if to find out how to play a gig or some. It was probably easier to find out the the chain of command or a lot to of times. Yeah, yeah,
1: you just you'd go. You I would just go to like the Funky Door and say, and I'd order a meal at the bar and visit with the bartender and be like, Hey, how does a guy play a gig here? And they're like, Well, let me go get the manager. And yep. it was just stuff like that. Um, that was cake, and that's kind of the same approach I've applied here, and that's working halfway decent. So. Yeah. But I don't know. It's just a smaller town vibe. You knew everybody in town. Not everybody in town knew you, but you were known. Like people would recognize your name. And it felt good because, you know, people know me here and people are going to come to some shows. Nobody knows me here. And there's they have no reason to because there's (coughs) 50,000 of us You're starting over. Yeah, I'm starting over. And so and that's not frustrating so much as it is just a fact of. The move and everything
0: but you don't mind uh, i when we moved here i i battled i battled with that so t- like i had because i had to change back then back in like pa like between delaware maryland and a few other places like a lot like a few other states i i worked hard on making those contacts in that price range you know we were good and and like you know we grown in a lot of places so coming back here trying to redo that who it's like re uh was it like regrow your value yeah you know like people to a place where like people know who you are and they want you and you know it's easier to like get your music out and stuff Yeah. yeah
1: that's yeah that's something i'm dealing with and then just well lubbock was closer to home too for me So, it was, you know, if I needed to, I could go home and be back in a day if I needed to and stuff. This is, it's a two-day journey. Yeah. And so, that's a little harder being over here. But everyone I've met here is, like, I've not met a single unfriendly person.
0: Very true. And I was worried.
1: Like, big city, you know, I'm my father's child. I smile at everybody I see, shake hands, nod, how you doing? And like across the board everybody's like hey how's it going right back and that's been very comforting
0: absolutely man it is a nice town yeah yeah well partly because i think uh country music in general is so humble that like you know you do not know who anybody is anybody could be somebody and the moment that you decide to be a dick is the moment where they're like, they're like, what's your name? Yeah, you're never working again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? I've just ruined you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: That and in Lubbock, too, you know, there wasn't a lot of bass players in town. Mm. And so, like, my phone was ringing all the time for me to go sit in and play bass for somebody. And so here, I'm just trying to get that back, and it's some work, but... That's just that's what I signed up for doing the move. But
0: yeah, definitely.
1: Also, gigs in Texas it's usually like a 3-hour gig. Yeah. And you'd play for like 45 minutes and take Forty-five a 15-minute break. Yeah. 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 And I got super spoiled and used to that. And when I get here and find <laughs> out like, "Oh, you mean we do 4 hours at a time with no break?" I'm gonna need some more material Cause I had like I had my set list down Like here's <coughs> the songs If this is the crowd Here's my substitutes Oh Like that's I had nice. it down yeah. And we have a whole class on that at SPC So list, I had that Set list creation In Like I was My set list was Dialed in Then yeah. I get here and I'm like Oh no <laughs> I, I need some more stuff So
0: It's cool because So we did our I jumped in quick Like I loved <clears throat> I loved music so much that uh like when i was starting out i jumped in quick i was like <clears throat> i was learning like what the next like what my next goal should be and stuff so when i start playing three hour gigs um or i would do the 345s or whatever basically and then i was like okay nashville they go straight through nashville key west those types of places straight through because if you stop they go to the next bar that's why all the bands and places down here, they typically stop all at the same time. I'm thinking it's because of respect thing, because if not, they would just be going, they'd be making switches all different hours. Yeah. You know, so uh, I I was like, okay, three hours straight through. So I did three hours straight through, and then I'm like, <clears throat> what's the next goal of that? Oh, it's getting a band. Okay, band. So I get this band, and then we, we do our cover shows and stuff, and I'm like, what's the next goal of that? Playing your original music. So I'm like, okay, let's start adding in, in these. And then I'm like, what's after that? Well, it's cultivating a show. So some people can do three hour shows, you know, a cover and stuff, but I want to be an original like artist. And I want people in the area to know, like when they're coming to a Garrett Schultz show, it's there, it's original music. And that it's hard to do at first, but like, I think it's refreshing, not only to yourself, but to the crowds they are like, okay, i are not hearing the same dumb shit. And I get to right. follow someone's support. But so we we went from the, the three hour straight through ish, as a band, to it's now a ninety minute show of our show, like me presenting my material. Heck yeah! And it's and then we come back down here and it's like, all right. Oh yeah. We're restarting. How do I and, do
1: wagon wheel again, <laughs> dude?
0: I can't tell you, Matt. Not my buddy Matt. Um, when like last week we put, we played our first like three hour show down here. And we looked at each other so many times like, hey, how how do you do this one again? And he's like, ah, I think, you know, it took a minute because we are like, we're so used to playing our own songs. And eventually we are just like, let's just play our own fucking songs. Like, you know, because not many people are going to care. Even back, you know, even the place where we were, the palace. Yeah. They don't really care too much. As long as you're playing something, if they want to hear something, they'll tell you. They'll tell you. Yeah. They,
1: nobody has any qualms about just shouting out a request. So.
0: Yeah, and if they hate it, if you play your own song, they hate it. And be like, yeah, that was a Chris Stapleton one. It didn't go so well. <laughs> <laughs> and if they love it, you're like, that was my song. That was, that was me. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, you know, it, it does, the whole three-hour thing, um, like straight through and stuff, you can play as many songs as you want, and, you know, that'll that'll get the job done. But, man, does it help develop crowd work? You know? like yeah. Yes. Because you need to do that to fill time. If you think that it's exhausting playing three hours of song after song,
1: bam, 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 bam. You got to spice it up. I've seen people do that with like zero crowd work or anything, and they're just
0: they're monsters. Oh, I can't do it. Uh, I
1: pretty much won't. (laughs) Like I, I'm going to stop and tell some stories, or you know something, and I'll run that looper and (laughs) just just solo one for a really long time, just to. Yep. rest my voice a little bit.
0: But. Oh yeah, dude! I remember when I was doing the three hour like solo one straight through. I was like, I'm gonna get a looper so I can just mess around and and I mean, you know, at that point you're probably doing like you know little bars or like restaurants or something. So they don't care, they don't care at all. You're just you're just doing it and just to get some reps in. Yep. So get just get that endurance in. And yeah, it's so now it's a different. We're going back to, you know, where. Where we began a little bit But I don't think it's It's not bad It'll be good Yeah At least you hope so Yeah What are your goals down here man?
1: I'd like to I'd like to be a touring musician More than anything That's really what I Touring
0: musician or touring artist? Touring
1: musician really I've always I like being a supporting musician Like I mean if on the side, working on like my artist stuff and stuff too i would I would love to do that, but yeah. really, what I like most is getting with a group of musicians and you know being a part of the machine and doing a yes. good job at that that's yes that's what I like doing I like especially doing harmonies and bass at the same time. I really do that's man. what I like to do I like to help other people sound better that's. Yep. Not that you know anybody I've played for before sounds bad, but you take away the harmonies <laughs> and you're like, there's something missing here. No, so, that's yeah. a
0: great, that's a great way to put it, man. That's
1: what that's yeah. my goals here is, and I really like traveling. Like I like driving places. I love it. After playing music, my other favorite thing is driving long road trips. I love it. Let's so admit. I'm like, I was I was built to do this.
0: So. Do you, I have this idea, man, this isn't the reason why I brought you over, but obviously like, man, I feel like, I feel like you just got good energy, you know? And I mean, obviously I have, I, I mean, I think you agreed to those three dates down here. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I'm excited to see how that goes too. Cause I I feel like the band's going to really vibe all together and that's, that's exciting. And I know I got some things planned for the fall. Nothing dotted, you know, signed or dotted yet, but, yeah, I think you'd be a cool, cool guy to have on the road because, like, you 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 appreciate, seem to appreciate that side of life.
1: A lot, yeah,
0: yeah. You you appreciate the just the journey of it.
1: That's that's what I tell Crystal all the time. I tell her that the journey is the fun part for me. Like the destination is cool, but like just getting there is that is half of the good times yeah. for me so
0: well dude that's exactly why I wanted to do this like not only, I, the first few I would just do it myself and put out and they're they're great and I'll probably still do one every now and then but like I want it to document the journey so I can go back and appreciate it because man like how many how many times and I, I know this is still pretty new to you so you'll probably see it <clears throat> but like for me, doing writers rounds when I got down here, I wanted to do writers rounds, and I and I didn't necessarily want to play like long three-hour shows, but I knew it was gonna happen. Like, but some of the writers rounds you play, you play in these really cool places, and in your head you give it this like you put it on a pedestal, and then when you play it, you're like, it's just another show, and not that and I never wanted to like necessarily be like that, but I always was trying to figure out why do I feel that way? Why do I, it's not that I don't appreciate it, but I think what's happening is that I'm, maybe we as as general people are putting up the destination and we get so excited about it, but what we're really excited about is the process of growing to get to that part.